and I was like, don't push him, don't touch him. And after that, the policeman that originally came up to me first, he grabbed me, he threw me onto the wall um, second, and then grabbed me and threw me onto the floor and and proceeded to step on me. Like, take his knee and put his knee on, on, on my body. So I'm asking to get off me because when I can't breathe, two, that hurts. You just push me to the wall, that hurt it, and then you threw me on the floor. So now I'm, I'm basically begging them to get off of me. Some black man, thank yo, I'm so grateful for him. I don't know who he is, but I, God knows I'm grateful for him. He, um, the boy I with, he know, he knew his um, girlfriend's number by heart. They were able to contact her. She was with my wife already, so my wife and her were able to come, um, come, come down. Once the police heard him saying he was like the boy told. He was my friend was telling the black man to contact him. That's when they proceeded to release us. Um, not release us, like, by um, the handcuff. They arrested us while we were on the floor. But what, what I was on the floor, and my friend got arrested on the floor. And he got, once my friend said to call his, his, his um, partner, they picked us up because they knew people were coming down. And they see the black man recording once they were once he says something, they finally feel like, oh, somebody's recording, so I can't even do too much. So he, he picked us up, my wife came down, her friend came down, with her friend did, my wife was telling us, and, and her, um, her friend is like, just shut the fuck up, be quiet, because, you know, something can happen. And I'm just like, I don't want to be quiet. Oh, I'm sorry, there was something I was at to mention. So as, we, as I'm being searched, I didn't realize police noticed it. So there's you know, there's always a there's something difference when you have um gender reassignment surgery and you don't. So as the policeman was searching my friend and I, they kept searching us in our front area, but they kept doing it one too many times. From my understanding, if you don't feel that I have a gun or any drugs or anything from that area, you shouldn't be continuously touching. And he kept touching multiple times and multiple times. And it was on it was on camera when they were touching. He just kept, and it was just weird because him and his other partner, they just for some reason they just kept trying to touch in our pants multiple times. And I'm like, if you don't feel nothing, what makes you feel like you have to go there specifically and you're not touching us anywhere else? You just keep going to our pants. So once he kept doing that, I was like, he obviously knows he doesn't feel a cis man penis or whatever type of penis he wants to feel. So obviously he knows we're not we're nonsense. So that was another thing. That we Yo! So now, once our wives came down, we spoke. They had us in handcuffs. They knew we didn't have we didn't have no weapons. I didn't have no weapons because you're saying um, six feet tall, um, six feet tall, all black. Two things I don't have. So that you know that's out of the question. So we get into we get into, now they're throwing us into the car. Very proud, just very proud. Still talking. I'm just like, I'm asking, why are you so racist? If Yo! Racist, you did nothing to you. I'm Damn. not, I don't, and you know I don't have guns, so why are you arresting me? I'm asking, just, why are you arresting me if you know I don't have a gun? Now, he still wants to arrest us. Now, he has somebody sitting in the car with us. So, I guess, because I guess I must have been the most rowdy one, he has somebody sitting in the car, um, in the back with us, with a gun. And, you know, normally the cops have this, like, um, like something that keeps the gun, you know, locked up. So they have to open up, like, a pouch. So, and he had, the guy had his pouch um, 
little thing and you can hear that he had like he took it off like guard so if i would have moved a certain way or my homeboy would have moved a certain way we would have been dead i'm not gonna lie we were just so stuck in the car i was like we didn't i didn't even want to move like i refused to move i didn't want him to move because i knew we probably could move he would have killed us and he had his hand right next to his gun because he was just waiting for an opportunity to hurt us and we was in a non-police car uh, it didn't look like like a regular police car so if they would have killed us they could have dropped, dropped our bodies off anywhere could have went to the precinct and still put the papers in like we came there and my wife wouldn't know probably got from there so uh, as my wife and my, um, my wife's friend they go to you know pick us up from the precinct because they give us a they give us a paper saying we have to just attend court and you know speak to a judge about what happened if he's, you know um, if I can get released whatever but because because of a, a black man recording and they were in front of a, a, a grocery store, what I believe in, they didn't um, they didn't say that we, it was for a gun charge. They actually put this on the concept. But one thing I did notice was funny because they had my wallet and they had his wallet to check our information. And one of the cards I had in my wallet, which was my, my medical card, one of my medical cards, they had a picture of me and yeah, but the public assistant gave me, he kept it. So I don't, so once he kept it, I knew there was something fishy because he, I watched him get with all my stuff, but that one card he wanted to be funny with. So I knew I was like, I need to get a lawyer. I need to contact someone because he can possibly do anything with my card and say that I was the one with the gun or try to do fun, whatever the case may be. So once we get to the um, place, we're sitting down, we're, we're, in a, we're just in the jail cell. We, you know, we have to take our strength. We have to stay there for like an hour, about an hour, maybe hour thirty minutes. My wife, my wife comes. My friend comes, and they, they as they're there, I guess they didn't. I don't know how they forgot they were with us, or they just didn't pay attention to who came down at the time, because they came down with some friends and they were recording. They were being transphobic, saying that we were girls, just making little like funny transphobic comments while we were in the cell. And we didn't know, but they were saying that among, like laughing at us. And my wife and her friends were there, so as they're waiting for them to write the paperwork and do everything, they're just saying a whole bunch of transphobic shit. My wife is quiet, her friends are quiet, but they don't want no problem. So that's how I basically got arrested. And now I go to court. I, I, I actually um, got a lawyer. I go to court. And then when I go to court, I explain to the to the officer that we have video. I explain to the officer. I, I mean, not the officer. I'm sorry, the judge. That they accuse me of being a six foot tall black man when I'm four eleven. The judge says she's going to drop the charges and let it go. But it was just the whole principle of them making me go through all that. I'm putting their, um, they're putting the, the officer literally putting his knee on my back. You know, I've been into fights before. I've had issues with people. I've never felt so dehumanized in my life. You put your, you put your, your knee on my back like if I was nothing. Like I'm on the ground. You threw me on the ground like I'm unhuman. Like you see me as nothing, like a nobody. You, you didn't care how I felt. You didn't care that you hurt my finger. You didn't care that I was in pain. You didn't care that I was traumatized. You didn't care about none of that. You didn't care about the person I was with. You see hemorrhage, him literally basically having blood in his eye. You didn't care about that because you proceeded to throw him on the wall like he was a nobody.
somebody. You know, he didn't that question and try to figure out why are you harassing me. Wow. Wow. That is, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. I'm just going to be honest and just say it. That is, it's, it's a way to handle anything. And, you know, the way that the system has been dealing with certain situations, especially the anything that may uh, have anything to do with a black or brown person has really just been out of control. And it's been it's been like this for years. But in the recent years, it has picked up. It's You know, it's more violence. It's just outright. They don't care. And, you know, whatever happens has happened. So. That's one of the things that I really want to work on uh, changing. And in order to get that done, it's going to take a lot of research. It's going to take, you know, people not being afraid to tell their stories. And, you know, because that's the only way to get those policy changes. You know, that's the only way to, to make sure that happens and try to get some type of safety for our people. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much what it is that, you know, I'm trying to do right now. Um but to get back to the questions, like you, you said a whole lot. Um, I wanted to, I did want to ask one thing before I get to the next question. When you, okay, when you were talking about the, so you did have some physical and verbal slash mental abuse with everything that was going on as far as your your story of incarceration and how that was handled. Yes. So with everything that happened, because I, I know 